Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. All right, well, let's start off with you're in Utah. Uh, Did you grow up in Utah? I did not, actually. It feels like it. I've been here for so long. (laughs) I've been here for almost 20 years. Um, Yeah, I grew up in a small town. It's called Turlock, California. So it's centrally located kind of by Modesto, Sacramento area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked that because I was in Utah for eight years and I moved from Utah to here, to Seattle. We're in Seattle. Oh, wow. I love Seattle. I just actually went on vacation there about a month and a half ago. Oh, yeah, nice. there for a little bit. Yeah, we love Seattle. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Did you move to Utah to go to school? Yes, I went to school in 2002 at Brigham Young University. Yeah. So I went there and I did not know anything as to what I was going to study. So I was just going, taking electives. And honestly, I ended up with psychology. That's my degree in psychology. Yeah, believe it or not. Well, that's not bad <laughs> for real estate, though, you know? <laughs> Oh, you're right. And for marriage and for life. So it worked yeah. out perfectly. Well, it's so funny. I am, I'm interviewing this woman today. I, I, yeah, interviewing her. We're looking for a new executive manager for our office. And she uh-huh. said, I don't know anything about real estate because I mostly have been herding cats. And she started talking about whatever industry. And I'm like, no, no, that's perfect. So tell us about you. Tell us what you do. Give us a little background on what yeah. you do and how you got started. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I, a little bit about me. So I just grew up working in my dad's business, had the entrepreneurial spirit, and I didn't know until I went to school and I actually was employed by an employer and they just had strict guidelines. I just didn't see myself working in an environment like that for the rest of my life. I wanted control, like you said, agency over how my life would be. And so I knew that I would be a business owner. I didn't know what type of business I would have. Ironically enough, just I did summer sales door to door. I've always been 1099 my whole life. Mm. My joke with my wife is every day I wake up unemployed. So, right? You know, you got you to gotta go hustle every single day of your life. And so mm-hmm. I, I got my first experience with real estate when my wife and I, we were looking to buy our first home. We were working with an agent. He dropped the ball. I'll be honest. He didn't educate us. Didn't think we were serious buyers. Uh, he set us up with a lender, told us that we needed to come up with or we needed to make $100,000 to qualify for a house. And so my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, let's do it. And so we did. We actually went and made it out in three months doing summer sales in Alaska. And we came back, we got qualified, and we ended up purchasing the home on our own. So I negotiated my own deal. Oh, wow. Yeah, directly. We bought it. And then we looked at each other and said, hey, you know, how many other first-time home buyers are out there that aren't getting educated or getting the service that they should, they, they deserve and need? And so she's like, why don't you become an agent? I said, no, I'm doing just fine. So she actually got her license first. I love it. Yeah. And then she pushed me to get my license. So I got my license. And then she pushed me to get my broker's license. And so I got that. 
Um, ironically enough, now my whole family's in real estate, all of them. Oh, wow. Every single That's one of us fun. and their husbands. So um, just a little bit about me. I like to read a lot of books, self-help, personal development, business books. Um, I also like spy books. I read a lot of spy books. I love them. I like to work out. I like to go to the gym. I like to travel. My wife's from Italy and the Canary Islands. So we go there quite a bit. We just got back from a three months or three week vacation. Usually it's three months, but with COVID, we did three weeks there. So that's fun. And I mean, I own uh, different businesses. My main business is real estate. Obviously, I have a franchise uh, for kids, for haircuts, kids' haircuts, and then also the joint chiropractic. So it's a medical clinic. We did own Crumble Cookies. Um, we did sell that location recently just to diversify a little bit. And now we're getting back into heavily in, investing in real estate. So that's what we do. Awesome. Great, David. And, you know, and that was the thing that really attracted me to you and the, the contribution you would be to broker owners is that sort of diversification. So yeah. I don't, it's not a normal, it's not an ordinary common kind of conversation to, for us to talk to broker owners. So, uh, yeah, I also own a chiropractic franchise. No, I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> and, Who's the chiropractor? Yeah. At a cookie company. <laughs> yeah. So talk about that kind of diversification and where that came from and how you got into it. And do you work with other realtors that are looking to diversify like that in other parts? I of do. Like yes, that? I do. Yeah. So I love real estate. To me, real estate has never been a job. I actually, I would do real estate even if I didn't get paid. I, I'll be honest. I love it so much. I wake up every day. Yeah. I, <laughs> Well, it's because of the systems I've set up and I work with people that I like. Yeah. Um, my business is run a little bit differently. I work 100% off of referrals. So these are already friends and families. And if I do a good job with them, and it's always a pleasure to work with friends and family, they know and trust me and vice versa, that if I do a good job, they're going to do repeat business. Then they're going to start to get into investing. They're going to start to move up. And then they're also going to refer me to their friends and family. Yeah. So I don't spend a lot of money on marketing or anything like that. And it's a pleasure for me to go out and show a house to a friend, right. right? And to walk him through the process. So that's how I set up my business. And then I've also set it up in a way that I can mentor my agents because I'm not doing a lot of the back office stuff. I have a transaction coordinator. I have an uh, uh, admin. I have a sign company. I have a photographer. I have a lot of systems in place. So I get FaceTime with my clients and right. my agents, right? And so taking that business model and that those systems and processes, I'm, I'm able to go into other industries and replicate that. So it frees up a lot of my time to do calls like this, right? To do podcasts like this, to help my agents. In fact, I just jumped on off of a call before this podcast with one of my agents. She just called me up, had a question, and I was able to deliberate and talk her and walk her through it and get off the phone. And that brings me satisfaction and joy, yeah. right? Yeah. So, How many agents do you have at your brokerage? Uh, currently, we have 12 agents. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Right. Good for you. And, then, and you got your whole family. Well. And then, I got yes. to figure out the chiropractic part. Yeah. That- yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Let me go back to that. So we knew that my main gig would always be real estate, actively investing in it. But I also wanted to diversify. One day I'm going to get old. One day I might sell the company. Right. So uh, and I always like to broaden my skills and do things that make me uncomfortable. And so we just went into a crumble cookies location. We tasted their cookies. My wife looked at me and said, this is the easy concept. You're entrepreneurial. Let's get on the phone and let's see if we could acquire one of these. There were no locations available for purchase, but I was able to get on the call with the CEO 
um, and negotiate within two hours, a location that they created specifically for me. And they gave me that spot and we just went full in. And then I told my wife, I said, you know, I want to always do real estate. Let's continue buying investment properties. We ran into cookie cutters. It's a haircut uh, place for kids because my kids wanted a haircut and they loved the experience there. And they're like, dad, why don't you open one of these? And so I looked into it and it made sense. So we started one of those. I don't cut hair, which was great because I was never there for the day to day, but I was able to step back and let people manage that for me and kind of oversee it. Um, and then we we sold Crumble because of a personal choice in terms of it didn't fit with our moral compass. We we were big into fitness and health, yeah, and right. so we wouldn't we didn't want to contribute to the you know issues we're having in in America with health. And so uh, we got into chiropractic care. My wife had our last baby and was out of whack. She went in to go see the chiropractor. I ended up talking to him, just getting adjusted, and he's like, look they don't have one of these where I'm from. And I'm like, well, where are you from? This was in St. George, Utah. He's like, I'm, I'm from Idaho Falls. I commute every week. And I'm like, what? Oh. He's like, I have a family of four, you know, four kids and my wife wow. and I come every week. And I said, you know, if I were to open one of these up in Idaho Falls, would you run it for me? He said, absolutely. So I was on a plane in two days uh, to Arizona, the corporate headquarters and listened to the executives, listened to the plans of expansion signed a franchise agreement there on the spot. And then within a couple of months, we were open. And now we've acquired two additional locations. So we're in the process of expanding in Idaho there. So that's how we got into chiropractic, cookies and haircuts. That's awesome. <laughs> so if Aaron and I come hang out with you and we're just walking down the street and I go, oh, look, a shoe store. I love shoe stores. You should buy a shoe store. You'll, you'll buy a shoe store. <laughs> Probably. I, I like his wife into saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get your wife to say, oh, shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a big motivator. She yeah. pushes me. I mean, she got me into modeling. So I do modeling um, and acting. She's been pushing me and she makes me uncomfortable, which is fine. But yeah, she's a, she's Isn't a driver. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 You. Like, yeah. That reminds me of what your coach just said, Christine, about are you comfortable with that? If so, that's not big enough, right? Yeah, Christine said, yeah, I'm comfortable with that promise. And the coach said, well, then that's the wrong promise. Yep. So, yep. so you know, here you are, you're a real estate broker owner and you're yes. managing, you know, a couple of franchises. Yes. How does that work in your day-to-day? And that, see, that for me would be super, and I, I used to own a bakery actually. Um, oh, wow. But it makes me uncomfortable to think of owning one while I'm doing something else. Like I can't imagine someone else managing it, but, or is it just a question of finding the right franchise with the right systems? Talk about yeah. that. Yes. I like to do research on all my franchises and businesses before mm-hmm. I invest, same as investment properties, right? Even with the agents that I recruit to my brokerage, I like to do investigative work, my due diligence. Uh, it makes my job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously have the systems in place. I like to focus on the things that I'm good at and that I thoroughly enjoy, right? talking to people, going and showing properties, analyzing deals, negotiations. I'm a people person. I'm not someone that's cramped up in an office. I let the doctors do the doctor stuff. I let the stylist do the stylist stuff. I'm very good at business. And so I'm very organized. If you look at my calendar, my whole day is slotted. Every 15 minutes, I'm doing something and I'm giving it my all, right? And then I have family time scheduled and I have 
extracurricular activities. I'm involved in my church. I'm in leadership position there. So I, I have a very well-rounded life, but mm-hmm. it's not like I have to do everything. Um, I rely heavily on my teams. I have assistants. I have managers, directors of operations. And so they handle the day-to-day things so I can focus on what I love and thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoy, which is real estate. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. I, you know, I just appreciate it, David, because, you know, why I wanted you on was particularly to open up the possibility for broker owners that there really are, you know, everyone in real estate thinks of, well, if diversification means either, you know, my, I got my IRA and uh-huh. some investment properties, and maybe I'll get into multifamily and expand that way. And I don't mm-hmm. think that people think of franchises as really an avenue for that because it's- yeah outside the, the domain, but it really is re- literally just a business decision. It's, you know, do the number. Correct. Yeah. And here's the thing. The reason I get into franchising, I, I thoroughly enjoy the models, but it's to buy more real estate, right? right. I could only sell so many homes, right? Right. And I want to be able to ex- or accelerate that uh, investment property purchasing power, right? And so I invest in franchises. So then I have more money to go buy more real estate. Okay. You are really, really, really real estate. You are in love with real estate. I love real estate. My wife is like, if we're, I usually have two to three homes under contract for myself. Like right now, I have about three that I'm going to close out by the end of the year. My wife makes fun of me because she's like, every time we sell a business or or you get huge commission checks, you just dump it right back into real estate. Buy more houses. I do. And I love and are these flip opportunities, buy and hold. Buy and hold. My strategy is very... I have a rule. I have like a very defined, I guess, set of guidelines that I abide by because my time is more valuable than my money. Yeah. So for for me personally, I only buy new construction, so I don't have to worry about replacing roofs or anything. I buy early on in the, you know, first phases. So I get my money as they develop, they increase the pricing. Um, I know my tenants before I even fill it. Like I already know the demographic. I know what they like and what appeals to them. Um, and then I, I diversify in areas that are growing, right? Um, and so for me, I'm like, I have it to a science. So it's not a risk for me. And I make money every month from them. So Good for you. Good yeah. for you. that's awesome. That's great. We haven't really explored that with any other uh, investors yet, just but having that set of guidelines. I do. For your real estate portfolio is a really fascinating way. It's a different. Of limiting the risk. Yeah. It's a little different though. I mean, in Utah, you've got a lot of land still where you could build, you could still build. In Seattle, we're out. We're done out of land. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have quite the new construction opportunities that you have, but I love that you stick with that. I remember back in the day, I don't know how long you've been in real estate, but I remember back in the day, back in the day (laughs) when you could do and or assigns. I had clients always buying them and selling them before they even, you know, they buy them when they broke ground and sell them before they closed. Yeah. I yeah. love how you spoke to that because my wife, like I said, she grew up in Italy and then her family moved to the Canary Islands. Her mom did that before she passed on. She would do it. She would invest in property in the Canary Islands on paper and then assign yes. it before it was built. Yeah. And then she invested in America that way. She was able yeah. to buy properties with cash here. Yeah. And so, yeah. I don't see that much anymore. I don't see Andor signs anymore, but I mean, you would think we would with with the, I mean, the trajectory of it the is, speed of the like market. Said, yeah, yeah. Like going yeah. up so quickly. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, we should actually look at, that's a good idea, Christine. We should look at some of the, because it's out, you know, on the east side, there's 
right? We, we oh, could have this partner named David from Provo too. I'd love to. I, yeah, I've, we've done syndications before. I'm part of a private equity company, Kyra yeah. Capital, and that's what we do. But I, I love, I love working with people and I love putting together deals. Isn't that great? That's fabulous. Great. great. One thing I do love to ask you, you started with this and I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> what should I read? Like, what's your favorite? Oh, yes. What are you reading now? Like, what is, what's what are you reading now? Must so, read your agents and then- Believe what? it or not. Yeah. So let me, let me pull it up because I read so many books that I sometimes forget the titles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading like a couple of different books, but um, the book that I recommend for everyone, and you'll hear this on a lot of podcasts, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Right. Um, and that's essential in changing your mindset and how money works and so forth, understanding what a liability versus an asset is. Yep. So that's crucial. I think that's foundational. Um, currently, I'm reading, and ironically enough, I'm reading a book. It's, there it is, Rental Property Investing by Brandon, Brandon Turner on Bigger Pockets. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff I already know because I own rental properties and I do the same thing he suggests, but I like to kind of refresh my mind and pick up a few gems here and there that I don't know about. Um, so I'm reading that rental property investing. And then the other one I'm reading is investing in real estate with no money down or low money down by Brand- Brandon Turner as well. So I'm reading all of his books because I'm, I'm listening to their podcast daily. Yeah, they're great podcasts. Those guys are yeah. so empowering and so out there. What's the podcast called? Bigger pockets. Uh, bigger pockets. Yeah. Oh, bigger yeah. pockets. Yeah. yeah. Just out to have, you know, every man. It's not for real estate agents. It's really, no. for, you know, John Doe, who's going to start investing in real estate and have Correct. start really start with renting out a room in your house, you know, house Correct. hacking. House hacking. Yeah. BR. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. the reason I listen to that is because I'm actively investing in real estate. And sometimes yeah. it's not always, you know, roses, right? And sunshine. And so I always need to work through that and realize there's a bigger purpose staying there. There are other people going through similar challenges. Just keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got a great community too. Great forum boards and real opportunity to, for people to learn and be in communication and partnerships. It's a great, really well done, really well done site with good people. That's good. I'm glad. Thanks for those recommendations. I think those are really useful. Um, Anything else you want people to know about you or what you offer before we sign off? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a very approachable person. You could contact me at any time. You go to my websites, uh, David Esteban or yeah, David Esteban.com. You could email me, you could text me. I like to help people and I don't expect anything in return. A lot of people have helped me in life to get where I'm at. And, and, and I, I'm appreciative of that. So I like to give back any questions you have about real estate or running a team. You could reach out to me at any time, I'll be more than happy to answer those questions for you. Fabulous. David, we really appreciate your time and, you know, and give it so freely and so generously that I have no doubt that we'll be calling you because I do think there's a, a, a lot of opportunities to just, you know, brainstorm and, and connect. And I really do appreciate that with you about you. So of thank course, Aaron, you. you're welcome. Thank you so much, Christina. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. And once again, thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It was delightful <laughs> being with you. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and & Company and eXp Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.